welcome to Just the Tech, the new tech podcast for everyone. Each episode of Just the Tech covers a single topic, giving you an in-depth look into a specific area of technology. My name is Austin Allen, and with me is my co-host, Jason Rosenfield. Yeah. And our resident tech layman, Mr. Chris Matson. Hi there. Hey. How's it going? Yeah. Hey there. <laughs> Jason and myself. Jason and myself. Jason and myself know a decent amount about technology. Chris knows very, very little. But I'm enthusiastic at least. Yeah, that's right. And you make up for it. So today on Just the Tech, it's Just the Smart Home, where we'll discuss in length the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Smart House. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fun facts. Did you know that Reading Rainbow's LeVar Burton directed the 99 Disney Channel original movie, Smart House? I didn't know that. Did you know that? Did you also know that Katie Sagal, who is the AI named P.A.T. or Pat in the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Smart House, is the brother of NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me host, Peter Sagal. Where'd you find that? Or did you know... I think it's Seagal, actually. That Katie Seagal is also the voice actress of Leela in Futurama. One of those is a lie. Tell me which one. Oh. Well, that second one was kind of... I don't know. That's hard to make up. I don't know. I'll go with number three. That seems like bullshit to me. So you think Leela? Okay, which one? I'm going to go with number two. Jason wins! Congrats. She is the voice of Leland Futurama, and LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow fame did direct Smart Home, which is... How, how did you get that second one? Oh, I, she just has the same last name, and I listened to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Ah. Oh, pretty yeah. clever. And I initially had the Lila one second, but it made it seem too credible, so I just switched them, and it made it seem like it was wrong. So Apparently, order matters. It does. So, congratulations, Jason. Thank you. You won. You have like a winning streak on these games. I only won the first one. You've won every single other game we've done. Yeah, that's like two in a row or three. Yeah, man. A real gamer. Hey. So, uh, just a smart home. Like I always say, there's a lot to talk about here. We're gonna try to fit it into 20 or 25 minutes if you can bear with us. Or maybe 30. We keep trying out new things to <laughs> make this fun and exciting. Just bear with us. We've been getting a ton of hits in our inbox, and we hear you. Um, just <laughs> easy on all the messages. In the profanity, please. Yeah. Come on, guys. We know you're enthusiastic about the show, but I don't know. Have some class. So, admittedly, this has been one of the episodes that I've been really excited about. I cannot wait to do this. Really? Oh, damn. Um, yeah, definitely. You want a smart this, house. Like, this idea is just something that, you know, really, really works for me or something. Like, I can't wait to, like, in 20 years, have a house that just does all the things for me, you know? That it's yeah. like, I can just be, like, wherever and tell all these different things to start processing or do whatever. Um, so, it's just, like, a cool concept to me. Um, admittedly... I'm a very layman at this point. He knows very um, little. <laughs> I know <laughs> that <laughs> Nest does something about smart homes. There you go. Um, so what exactly does Nest do? Um, 
Well, um, Nest makes three products. They have their their first one was a connected thermostat. Uh, it's actually the guy, one of the original designers and creators of the iPod, the one with the little spinny wheel. Sure. Created this, and fun fact, it has a spinny wheel on it, so it's a circle. Seems like this guy's got a type. Yeah, he, he he does, and so it has a little rotating bezel on the outside. Um, the idea is that it's connected to the cloud, so it can learn your patterns. So it knows when you're, based on your smartphone connecting to your home Wi-Fi. It knows when you are home and not, and it can help save you money by adjusting your thermostat intelligently for when you're there and when you're not, when you're sleeping, when you're not. Um, the other two products it makes is one called the Nest Cam. It purchased a company called Dropcam. It's just basically what it sounds like. It's a little camera you can put in your house. It's motion activated and keeps your house safe. Um, and then the last product they make is called Nest Protect, which is a CO2 and smoke detector. And that links, all these products link up together um, and other, actually other third-party products can link into their ecosystem as well. Um, they released something called um, Weave, which is a, a language that people can add to their products to communicate with their products. So I think an example is if your Nest Protect goes off and you have Philips Hue lights, they'll blink red in your, throughout your whole house so you know it's going off um, if you can't hear it. But yeah, they make three main products, and they actually are owned by Google now. They're... Um, I guess they're owned by Alphabet now. I actually think that the alarm system in my current apartment is a is a Nest system, and I remember seeing an advertisement for it, um, saying that there's an app to that I can get on my phone and you know turn off alarms and and stuff like that. Well, Admittedly, Nest I have an alarm system, but maybe it works with Nest. That's highly plausible. Right. I don't know this, but yeah, that's the the idea is that these. The idea is it's just like Jason likes to talk about with the digital revolution. Is that, is that you're taking these things that, you know, initially were maybe not connected or had very limited connections. So I know, like, you know, with, with smoke detectors, you can get those hard lines so that they contact the authorities if they go off or something like that. These are adding more of these smart capabilities we've talked about with smart watches, etc., um, that they'll be able to interact with each other in ways that make your life easier. We might not be anywhere near um, the abilities that were seen in the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Smart Home. But we're close. Where the floor absorbs liquids that are spilled. Maybe, okay. No uh, but we'll, maybe what we'll have is, you know, when you drop something on the ground, sensors will see that, and then your fucking Roomba will come. I'm sorry. I think children might start listening to this podcast. So Do we have a ton of children. The Roomba will come. The Roomba will come. I'm going to bleep that out. Uh, so Nest, I think, is actually a part of Alphabet. Okay, it is. I, so then, quick follow-up question. Know. How far are we from the Jetsons, you know? <laughs> if we're not quite to Smart House, are we 20 years? Well, you think years? about it this way. We have cars that can park themselves and then come get you after they're parked. So that's like kind of... It's not flying cars, but we have cars that'll come to us. We have robots that'll that, that you can schedule to mop your floors, vacuum your floors, scrub your floors and clean your windows. Um and we also have well, let me take a little where else. So Jason, what what are the <laughs> other things um that are really like the cutting edge on smart home technology? Like what's what's the buzz about right now? Sure. So first, I'd just like to take this opportunity to really highlight the digital revolution, because without it, 
None of this is possible. None of this is possible. Not only that, the smart home is the essence of the digital revolution. It is making everything dumb smart. I hear that. You're putting a chip in, in everything. A cabinet you can put a chip in. It'll know, it'll sense uh, when it's getting empty, and it'll make your light bulb flash, which will then turn your heat up to 80 degrees, so you start to sweat. And then when you sweat, you realize, wow, I'm <laughs> so hot, I need to go get some food. Um, and that's really the exciting part about the smart home. But I guess what's really exciting, honestly, what's really exciting is everything talking to each other. As much excitement as there is, there are still things to be worked out, and there are worries around security sure. and which standard is going to win out. There are still so many standards. And I don't know, Austin and I were talking probably before the show that it won't matter how many standards there are. I'm not sure about that. Maybe that's for another day. But things still need to be worked out. Security could be an issue. What if someone hacks your home? Yeah, I mean, yeah. there seems like there's a 1984 possible, right. you know, dystopian future where everyone has smart homes, but some government or evil organization can hack into them and exactly. fuck your life. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> 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 Screw with your life. I mean, this is like something that's come up recently. There's a, um, so, well, we, there's a standard called Zigbee. It's similar to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. It's one of those types of standards, so... Wi-Fi you connect your computer to to get to the internet wirelessly. Bluetooth is a similar type of thing. Zigbee is a standard specifically for connecting other devices. It's kind of like a mesh network, I guess, right? Right. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, but research have been researchers have been able to exploit security flaws in Zigbee, which is a protocol, and basically compromise the security of smart homes. So that's scary, and that's something that's very basic and down, like on the more it's on the more basic level of Zigbee. It's not something that's like a quick fix. Um, right. It's something we've been ignoring because smart homes are so new that that's not really a thing that you can't really do a whole lot. Like right now, you can set probably, up a fire alarm. You can set up a fire alarm or like change somebody's lights right now. But like when everybody, when all the stuff starts getting connected, that's when it's when it's really weird. Like when you have, you know, a smart lock on your door, somebody can just unlock your door. Right. Which is the scary part. I mean, there scary. there are smart locks now, but mainly those ones. I guess I guess you could hack those now. That's that scary. Yeah, of course you can hack them. But I guess the counter argument is you can pick a lock. There yeah. are yeah. You know, so, sometimes when I talk about new developments with people, they'll always point out the downsides and say, well, this is dangerous or this could happen with this new technology. And I always say, yeah, but think of all of the good that will happen. But not only that, the existing... How is this really different than the status quo? The incumbent technology also has flaws. And when that was introduced, you know, I guess people were just as worried about it. But the benefits outweigh any possible downside and just because you can imagine a downside doesn't mean uh, it's really something to fear too much seems like you can also imagine a fix to a downside right right like and if you can imagine the downside that's probably good because then you can start working on the fix that means that someone's job will eventually be trying to figure out how to make this not so much of a downside right yeah, and as, as this becomes more popular I mean even when I was saying Zigbee is getting hacked 
in light of that, there's already been things put in motion to update the standard. Other people that make um, another word that we haven't touched on that's going to be said a lot is Internet of Things or IoT. Mm-hmm. It's just this idea that everything is connected to the internet. It's really simple, but um, enabled by the digital revolution. <laughs> the DR enables the IoT. Yes. Yes. Um, Jargon. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, companies are already j- joining up with the Zigbee Alliance to help increase the security of newer releases of Zigbee. So it's it's already like, things are already happening because it's growing in popularity. I mean, this is sort of true in operating systems and stuff, right? Like compare Windows 95 to Windows 10 and the fact that so many people use it and have like poked and prodded means that Windows 10 gets to be a lot more secure because like it's an iterative process. Um, So we're at the beginning of that process. Um, Right. I think the scarier thing is that we're now allowing all of this technology to control so much more of our lives. Sure. It's not just an operating system is a portal that we use. Our homes are our everything. And, and when we say smart home, we are kind of just talking about the internet of things here, which is the connection of everything. And although I think we're probably at a point where if there was some sort of large scale electronic malfunction, we're doomed. This just enhances that I think what's uh, I realize I say I think a lot we all do because that's the whole podcast we're thinking about things but what's a concern that that's going to have to be addressed too is that we like to talk about you know the main players in the connected home we like to talk about Nest you know one that gets the most publicity Smart Things is one that was a company that's bought up by Samsung that has a lot of products Philips Hue is does a lot of light stuff, but things can integrate with it. But those aren't the only ones. There are there you know offerings from Xfinity, uh, Comcast. There's offerings from a lot of major people that uh, companies that provide internet. Um, you know, there's Apple. There's even smaller companies that have all these little products. And a worry is, you might get left out in the cold because there's so many different types of smart locks, types of garage door openers that are all connected to the internet. All of these things. Well, what if that company doesn't make it and you pour it, you know? several hundred dollars into that ecosystem and that ecosystem dies we're at the we're, we're kind of in the system you mean that standard well not that's... that not that standard but like quirky one of the some of the products they created were internet connected products called wink products they had wink there was a wink hub you could buy that you connected into your router and it would work with some internet connected ge light bulbs there was a ac unit that you could get all this stuff it's not dead because they're looking to sell it but that's it's not getting updated the security of that system is down because it ran out of money. It fell flat in its face. And that's a problem you have is maybe the security of your system that you purchase into doesn't get updated because they stopped making products. And that's scary. Yeah, okay. Um, you have to know which one to buy. In the same way that, you know, gateway computers used to exist. Like, we're just at the beginning of this, right? And that eventually, like slowly houses will begin to have more of these things um and i don't think you're gonna have to worry that much you know things will talk to each other like there's not there's not really that much potential that i think that some company just like goes totally under and now everything you own doesn't work i think you're right in the long run but I, i continue to think and say that one standard will need to win out and kind of dominate maybe you could have 
like a a Zigbee home or a Google Thread home or an Apple HomeKit home, just like people are Apple users or or Android users now. I'm not sure if that's the case, and I think the main reason why is because this stuff is complicated. I don't know all of the intricacies of how certain standards can interact with each other, and I love this stuff, and I read about it all the time, and I don't understand it. So It's, it's crazy. I mean, I know very little when it comes to that stuff, even though my day job is writing about data centers, and I actually have to kind of, I have learned more about them, but data centers are a part of IoT, and what's crazy is the turnaround time between some of these things. Like, when when you're not at home, and you try to turn your lights from somewhere else, and your lights turn on instantaneously when you're not on the same Wi-Fi network, that data is being sent to the cloud and is in milliseconds going and turning on your lights. That's a lot of process. And just think of more complicated things than turning on your lights, and it's happening in a matter of seconds. It's that's it's crazy. Right. It's crazy stuff. It's awesome. The fact that we have that infrastructure is incredible. I kind of feel like we're in the wild, like we're in the early days. We're in like the wild west of, of home automation right now, Absolutely. though. Like, sure. if you go to Best Buy, like I went to Best Buy recently, and you and you look at their smart home aisle, there are dozens of companies. There are dozens it's of companies. Mess you know, app providing smart locks or there's so many freaking webcam or um, smart home cameras and stuff that you're probably, you're pretty much taking a gander right now and you're, you're kind of relying on either household names or ones that have good marketing campaigns. Um, and other little ones are probably going to fall under. And I, I agree with Jason in, in a respect. I don't think we, there's going to be one. I don't think we need one offer, you know, um, language, what I think is going to happen is for this stuff to be more secure and work well, we're going to need, like, it's going to work towards at least like a handful of major players. Sure. So right now there are, like, some very basic household things, you know, alarms, security, and cameras, and locks and stuff. Um, but like, what else is there out there? You know, I've heard of, like, a smart fridge print for instance, um, but like what other, you know, what other smart appliances or devices are like hitting the market today? Like what can you go buy at Best Buy right now? My cop-out answer is what isn't out there. I think I'm, I'm always going to bring it back, this digital revolution we've got going on. When you put a chip into something, it can do whatever it does, but now you can apply conditions to it, and if the if this, then that. So I mean I mean anything, and not only are you putting a chip in it, you're putting sensors in it. So like Austin was talking about, it can collect data, and now it can operate on that data. It can feed you that data. It can analyze that data. And it's like anything, anything you can think of can now happen. If you dream it, you can do it. I think something that's, you you asked something that's on the market right now. And I think this is actually, people have been writing about this. It's common knowledge now about, I mean, I guess for us it is. Um, Ah. But something that's making its way into people's homes that's slowly integrating more smart home technologies is the um, Amazon Echo. So it's a cylindrical 
speaker device that you can oh, put yeah. like in the middle of your. You've heard about it. It's got like Siri in it, basically, right? Yeah, it's called uh, Alexa, but it's like Siri. It's a voice assistant, but it can, can but it can connect to other services that you have. So you can tell it, you know, I'm running low, or Alexa, I'm running low on detergent. Remind me to get detergent, and it'll put it on your Amazon cart. Um, but it can also integrate with other smart home product it integrates with smart things which is the company samsung bot so it can you can be like hey turn on the lights and it'll turn on the lights um it, and you can have it play music to you it is this it's a central hub that you can interact with and talk to on the level I, we've mentioned multiple times in the show her the movie her it's it, it's it's kind of in that vein when you're communicating with something and then it's doing things for you i think that's another thing smart homes are missing right now is a central hub Alexa kind of acts like that or has the ability to and I guess Google is going to try to make a play in there and although a lot of these things can act autonomously and interact with each other without you having to give direction it's also important for you to be able to give direction and have a hub that you can go to just like your smartphone is a hub for all your apps even though in the background your apps are interacting uh, pulling in data and doing their own thing on their own, you need to be able to interact with it on your own time. And on a more personal level, too. Right. Again, this is all so early. We don't have a dominant hub right now. One question I have that is like very loose and open-ended is 20 or 30 or 40 years from now, like, what's the thing that you're most excited about? Like, when you come home, like, what what is it about a smart home that just really, you know, seems cool? That's just like, yes, we got there. Something that I'm really excited about, a little thing, that I think, yeah, we've talked about all these things, that how it's bettering your life, you know, oh, it's going to help me eat better because it can analyze the food I'm eating and putting in the oven. It'll, you know, they even have a, they even have a freaking connected fork that you can use that helps analyze your calorie intake. That's a product you can buy now. Um, but I think it's also little things. Like when you, when you own a home, there's, what if you could just, you know, take out a blender, you put it on your counter, and it just powers your blender, and you make shit, you clean it, you put it away. Like it's, it's it's little things like that where you don't have to find an outlet and make sure that you know it's you have to put in the right side you know prong of a plug. I'm this idea of just little things being taken care of. What about you, Jason? What's what's got you excited in ten, twenty years? I completely agree with you. The little things at smart homes essence, you have automation, and with automation you increase efficiency and when we can increase efficiency we have more time to do the things that we love and so I'm not going to give you a specific example of what my smart home will do but it will do things for me that would have taken up some of my time tediously before that it and it, it, it no longer will so I can you now have more leisure time. I, I I now have more leisure time to pursue whatever it is I want to pursue. Like Austin was saying, to take the smoothie example further, I don't need to put the ingredients together. There will be something that does that, 
it'll grind it all up. It'll let me know when, you know, maybe it'll put it on a little tray. And a, this little literally is straight out of the 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Smart Home. Right. Like, it literally, she's like, I want a strawberry banana <laughs> smoothie. And then the realtor is like, look over there. Right? And it's, it's there. The smoothie is just there. Yeah. And then you say something about a beach scape and then your walls turn into <laughs> palm the trees. sky and... Yeah, I mean, but 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 that is my answer. Increased efficiency. That's what I'm excited about. What do you think? I mean, these these are these are things that are great for people that can afford it, right? Like what? I I want to know what in a smart home that can help anybody, not just have you more leisure time. Like what is something? I guess I guess like I mean, but but robot leisure robot. time. It's, just it's more not time necessarily leisure time, right? It's more time in general. Increased efficiency can go towards work. It's it's just the idea of lowering your opportunity costs. Yeah. So that that will help everyone. Increased. It just seems like this is something, unlike other technologies we've talked about, like PCs, which is like helps. You know, there's it's such a broad spectrum of price ranges that it's it's essential. But I feel like a smart home is a, is is gonna be a luxury item for longer than other things. That is true. There's a a premium to. This isn't an essential product, but maybe in twenty to thirty years it'll it'll be an essential product. But will it? Oh, I definitely think it will be. Or will it just be what really nice to be? have? That's another. Like, what will be the uh, essential product? But it's just crazy. Like, there's, you can still get, like, nowadays, you can get, we've got to the point where you can get an all-metal phone with a fingerprint scanner and a decent camera on it. Like, a metal chafer, like, what's, what's, what are the edges called? Chamfered? Chafford? I don't know. They, like... Chassis? No, it's, like, this, it's yeah, the way they, like, round the edges. Chum, yeah. Chamfered? Chomford? I don't know. Chom- Chomford. I think it's Chomford. Definitely Chomford. You can get a phone. You can get a phone that has all of that for hundred ninety nine dollars now. That's a phone when Apple first made it was a seven hundred dollar phone. That's a lot more accessible. I guess th- the prices of some of these things will go down. As as like like the only light bulbs that are going to be really made after a certain period of time, since LEDs are pretty much going to replace. Regular light bulbs, incandescents, right? Yeah, I mean right. it's, I mean smart bulbs now cost like sixty bucks a bulb, much less. They'll be much less. It'll be yeah. there no, won't yeah, be I reason mean, not to get now it. for fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean I feel like at some point, the people that make houses will start just having this be kind of the default, right? But it's still on the high end. Why it, it won't be the default? Unless Are you saying we're a... never going to make it to the Jetsons? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you think that it's going to be like an elite or luxury good for hundreds of years? No. I mean, not hundreds of years. Uh, it'll be similar to the smartphone. I don't think it'll be similar to a smartphone. I think, I think the fact that it's connected to a home it makes it a luxury item because... Some people never own a home, but the some the apartment you can rent phones. could still have smart stuff, right? Yeah, I mean you can have basic s- smart stuff, but for other things, like you can like 
I think Jason Jason's idea of things that are kind of stand things that you can bring into a place as opposed to things that like have to be built into a place. So that's more like like you're not going to buy a fridge when you yeah you're not going to buy a fridge or an oven when you rent an apartment or something like that. But you'll buy light bulbs and maybe you'll buy you know something like a smart lock or something. But you won't buy it. like like stuff like the bigger stuff like a fridge that can tell you when you need more products at the grocery store. That's something right, you'll have to buy. Right, but some apartments will have that already. Well, Others yeah. won't. And and that's it's just a an income gradient. That's what I mean with smartphones is that when smartphones first came out, it was a luxury good and they were still expensive as they got cheaper and cheaper, more and more people bought them. And now, I mean most people have them. And the market has done a good job at reacting to the demand to to bring all the costs down. I just don't know when it'll become essential. Like smartphones have become essential in a lot of. I mean, phones phones became essential. Mobile phones did. Hey, smartphones are essential. Why won't it follow the same path? I just. I mean, I guess I just can't. I'm just. I'm just not that forward thinking. I can't think of anything that I can't do now in a home. It'll just make things easier. It won't make things. People Essential. said the same with smartphones. Why yeah. do I need a smartphone? I can check my e- email. On I can my go computer. to the library. I can go to the library and look that up. Right. But yeah, and quiet. instead, now your fridge is ordering all the food that you need on Amazon, and it's delivered later that day. You never go to the grocery store at all. Right. Right. But I. But I. But I think you could just do that yourself. But, the del- but no, like, no, no, that's the, the whole point here. No, but like, but like. This the added convenience of being able to just to order. Like, I I myself can order from Amazon and get everything delivered to my house right now. Uh, yes, you P5. can. But why not? Say, that let's and, say that takes the, you five minutes, and there are twenty of those tasks per day. It adds up. You you go to the, the other thing now. is oh, no. someone said the exact same thing you did at the beginning of smartphones. Because they had a BlackBerry and said, I can check my email on this. And they didn't I, see okay. where this was going. I, I, I'm I mean, surprised you're making this argument. I know, but for me, I think that smart home will, is going gonna, gonna to be a lot slower trajectory as, as opposed to adoption. And it's supposed to becoming essential. It's going to take... Smartphones kind of just exploded. Like, they exploded and it was so well, cool. I mean, it was... And there was... It was they amazing. Just iterated any, really quickly. It iterated right? really quickly, and I feel so like this might be a longer like iteration gonna, process. It might be longer, but I also think it still will iterate quickly because these companies are trying to find a way. Because it's a it's a big category, right? But Which it's going to take yeah, a lot longer. Absolutely, for it I to agree become with essential. That. The adoption is going to be much much slower. It'll always be a luxury. No, it, it'll be a luxury for yeah. a very long time. That's sure. What does that mean? I'm just saying a very long time because uh, I'm saying longer I mean, than smartphones, absolutely. No, but even yeah, I I don't think it's gonna you know, like with a smartphone you have still luxury product and you have these like I said that you have these base models that you can still get that have very similar features. But I don't see smart home devices dropping in price substantially for a long time, like so, having cheaper smart home options. I think you might be surprised. So one last question then. Will smart homes be pretty much ubiquitous in our lifetime? Yes or no answer. Oh, yes or no? I mean, I just argued no. But yes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. No, I, yes. I was just thinking about certain features. Ubiquitous. Now now define ubiqu- ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. Like everybody? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, just like... You, like you, As ubiquitous as smartphones? Standard, right? That like see, someone not having this is someone... Of a bunch of products, not specific individual products, where a smartphone is an individual product, and that's a lot easier to be ubiquitous. Like, I think, I think it might be ubiquitous for somebody to have at least one smart home appliance in their home. At least one. I don't All right, think... So let me redefine uh, the question yeah, then. Yeah. Ubiquitous so is too vague. So having some sort of smart home hub that communicates with many other things that like it gives you some extra functionality or whatnot will be in most houses like it would be a deviation from the norm for you not to have one will this happen in our lifetime yes or no yes absolutely not even you could have said within 20 years yeah the follow-up question is put your over under on that like where's the line when do you think that becomes standard i mean this is does that mean this is totally percent, or does that mean like 90 percent, or somewhere in between i feel like i feel like apple's gonna make a play even though it hasn't really done well yet they're gonna sell something they're gonna sell an apple tv that's also a hu- like a hub an iot hub for their home kit and for every, you right. know, for the people that like to spend money on Apple products and spend thousands of dollars on their laptops and such, we'll spend money on that Apple TV and we'll build it and we'll buy into their ecosystem. So that's huge sh- in America. Sure, that's the early adoption process. I guess I'm talking more on the 75 to 90. Well, I feel level. like it, I feel like it's weird though with Apple is, is that they're a leader, but there are also a lot of people that use their products are people that aren't the most tech savvy people. So I feel like that's where they have this in, whereas people will buy this Apple TV that is maybe an IoT hub, and they'll be like, well, why don't, why don't I buy these, you know, these other things that work with Apple products? Why don't I buy them? The reason why I'm confident it's going to be so quick is because when you have a router, that will be your hub. The, oh, the yeah. tactic that Google is uh, employing, putting... They actually haven't even rolled it out. We can't really say that Google has a hub product. All they've done is put out a name of product on hub. It's called on hub and it's a router. I imagine within the next year, they'll turn it on as that hub. And it won't be soon after that. Every single, uh, wireless router creator integrates something like this. Comcast. I mean, I, I, Comcast already has it in their, in their routers. What? For, if you buy an X1 uh, Xfinity Entertainment System, it's also a hub for uh, for Comcast products. Well, then there you go. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, seems like a no-brainer. And it's also a way for pe- for companies to make money. Mm-hmm. Like continuous income, because for stuff like security cameras, you want to have a backlog of that, so you'll pay a monthly fee to access that footage. Yep. So, that was, yeah. Are we Thank done? Dory. Thanks for listening to Just the Tech. We didn't include everything, and we definitely missed some things, so be sure to check out our Didn't Didn't Companion post for this episode on our website at www.justthe.tech and continue the conversation with us on Twitter at Just the Tech and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Just the Tech Podcast. That was a little rough in the last time. That was good. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting better. Yeah. All right. Wait.